What's going on guys, just another critic here Week 5 is over, week 5 is in the books We're going into week 6 But before we do that, we got week 5 takeaways um, Man, I'm just really going to be touching on my biggest takeaways of the week um, Starting with Alabama They just came off a win versus Ole Miss, 59-31 to from what I've seen from Alabama, obviously we know what Tua brings to the table and those wide receivers. Uh, looks like they're getting more consistent play, uh, more consistency in the run game. They just brought back one of their O-line from suspension, and I think he is a, a critical piece to um, shoring up that O-line, shoring up uh, that that uh, that game plan at the line of scrimmage and being able to open those holes for the, for the running backs. On defense... <clears throat> We've still got the same issues to deal with, right, at at uh, at Alabama. I mean, the defense isn't playing well at all, uh, especially when you give up 31 to an Ole Miss team who couldn't even put up, you know, 30 on Cal. Um, and so you're supposed to be Alabama. You've got all the athletes. You need to, as a coach, go and take those athletes, um, not only not only develop them, but put them in a position to succeed. And right now that, that defensive coordinator isn't doing that at all. Um, they're not winning at the line of scrimmage on defense. They're not really getting consistent um, pressure to the quarterback, <clears throat> and so we're not we're not seeing a, a typical Alabama defense that we're used to seeing from them, right? And so they've still got they've still got the athletes. It's just different coaching, and so they need to they need to get that cleaned up very quickly, especially with the bigger games coming up. Um, you know, as as most teams are getting into the the heavier parts of their schedule um clemson let's talk about clemson for a second taking on north carolina unc team who really just came off a loss versus appalachian state and had no business being in this game um but of course clemson goes into unc and pulls out a tight butt squeezer of a win 21 to 20 and so with clemson i still believe in this defense offensively i don't think they're at they're they're in a position where you we can call them one of the best onf- offenses in the nation. We know they've got some of the best offensive players, but they aren't they really aren't um, playing up to their potential. So um, Trevor Lawrence hasn't looked good all season. He didn't look <clears throat> amazing versus North Carolina. Travis Etienne looked uh, he looked he looked like Travis Etienne on Saturday. He looked really good, um, and we know the talent that they bring to the table. And so, um, I don't know. Maybe it's just one of their one of their games. They're used to just having one of those close games, right? At least once a season. So maybe that was this was the one close game they'll have, and the rest will be a blowout. Uh, I don't know, right? That's just kind of the surprises that that we're finding in the ACC with Syracuse not being as good, with Wake Forest being one of the better teams. And so right now, the ACC is kind of a roller coaster on a week to week basis. And so we'll see. We'll see what happens with Clemson. Like I said, I still like their defense. Offensively, they really don't. They they're just not as uh, good as a lot of people had had hyped them up to be at this point. <clears throat> um, Ohio State, man. Ohio State coming off a big win versus Nebraska. I think they're one of the best teams in the country right now. And in reality, based on how all the teams are playing right now. If you don't look at the history, if you don't look at who's won national championships in the past, if you're just looking at right now, I would have to put Ohio State 
uh, at number two, right? I understand they haven't played any ranked teams yet, but everyone they've played, they have dominated without question in every phase of the game. Defense, offense, special teams, they're dominating everywhere. They're getting turnovers. They're getting to the quarterback. Um, they're making explosive plays. They're putting together drives. They're doing everything right. And so we're gonna get a we're gonna get a better uh, idea of who this Ohio State team is when they play Michigan State next week with a better Michigan State defense. So one of the better defenses that they'll see this season. Um, but yeah, Ohio State, I really like what I'm seeing from them and Justin Fields and getting some great production in the run game from J.K. Dobbins. Um, Oklahoma beat up on Texas Tech. The, the most impressive thing to me in this game or my biggest takeaway is this defense, right? They're getting better and better on a week-to-week basis, and we're seeing that. We're seeing that. Um, if, you, if you look at the start with Houston, they allowed, I think it was like 30-something points, and then you move to the next game, and then it went down, and then you move to UCLA, and then it went down, and then, you know, the defense is getting better and better is what I'm trying to say. The, that's, what the, that's the trend that we're seeing. Um, of course, they haven't played any notable opponents. Uh, we thought that would be Texas Tech, but Texas Tech just came off a loss versus a very poor Arizona team who lost to Hawaii earlier in the season, so... We still haven't seen them play anyone yet. I understand that, but they're looking better than we've seen them in past years. Um, going to Auburn, Auburn took on Mississippi State. That defense is looking phenomenal. They're flying around. We already know what they bring to the table. A lot of uh, a lot of experience, really. Juniors, seniors, and one true freshman at the inside linebacker position. And then on offense, Bo Nix, uh, true freshman, and they got some sophomores on the outside. Anthony Schwartz, Seth Williams, and Eli Stove. Looking very good versus Mississippi State. Absolutely, the game was over in the first quarter. It was 21-0 in the first six minutes or so. Something like that, seven minutes. Um, they put that game out of reach really quickly. And they're playing really well. They're playing really well. Um, of course, we want to see them versus a better opponent. I think we're gonna we're gonna get that next week when they play Florida. But overall, this team is looking better and better offensively. They look like they've kind of found their rhythm. They're finding their chemistry together, and they're starting to mesh, and they're starting to gel, and they're starting to get better. And so we didn't really see Bo Nix throw the ball consistently well in his past, you know, in his in in, a, in the handful of games that we've seen him play. But in this Mississippi State game, he's looked at his most comfortable that we've seen him. I would have to say he made the throws that needed to be made, and uh, he hit the wide open guys that he had been missing in past games. And so I'm really impressed with this Auburn team. Um, I wasn't, right? Uh, if you guys are listening in, in the past few weeks, I just didn't think they were there where they needed to be offensively. But now it just looks like they're getting better and better and they're they're trending up um, is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, I like like what I'm seeing from Auburn. Um, and really, when you have a when you have a stout and elite defense like that, you can pretty much challenge anybody. So we'll see what happens when they run into the LSU's or the Georgias or the or Alabamas, right? And that's when uh, pretty much all questions are answered for both sides. Um, Wisconsin took on Northwestern. Offense was atrocious. They really couldn't get anything going consistently. Um, and this was always going to be the question mark, whether they, whether or not they could get consistent quarterback play from Jack Cohn. And I think they, were, they weren't they were able to get that on Saturday versus Northwestern. 
And so this was really Jack Cohn's first challenge because they had gone they had gotten the run game going consistently versus Michigan. So he he had those opportunities to throw the ball um, with lighter coverages, right? But with Northwestern being able to um, you know put some put a really to contain they were able to contain JT and Jonathan Taylor and not really break let him break loose. He was having to earn every little thing, um, and Northwestern, what Northwestern is a gritty program, and they're always able to do that to just about every opponent they play. So, um, no surprise there. Wisconsin has to be better offensively. Defense stepped up. Still the number one defense in the nation. Got two touchdowns for Wisconsin. I'm not sure they would have won without that defensive performance. So they need to be better um, offensively limit mistakes and get better in the past game if they're going to compete for the Big Ten Championship. Going to Notre Dame, um, <clears throat> took on Virginia. I thought they looked good. I, I don't think they looked amazing. I, I'm i just not sold on this Notre Dame team. Not sure uh, there's much more to say. I think that Georgia game, right, it was close. And so a lot of people are giving them credit and a lot of their, um, I guess, juice is coming from that Notre from that Georgia loss because a lot of people expected Georgia to go ahead and run over them including myself and I still think Georgia could have done that if they had utilized the pass game more because um Virginia Virginia showed that they they have holes in that secondary that can be exposed and Georgia brings the better athletes they have the better quarterback and the better wide receivers than Virginia everything that Virginia did, Georgia can do better, and they have the better players to do it. So they just decided not to take that that uh, route, right? They decided to stay conservative, just take the win. Uh, but yeah, with that being said, um, let's see. Penn State, talk about Penn State quickly, man. They had a big game, 59-0 blowout at Maryland. Imagine getting blown out 59-0 in your own home. That's that's terrible, right? Especially for the fan base. I believe they sold out the stadium. It was a blackout night. And Penn State came in there and said, we don't care. We don't care. We're going to go ahead and blow you out 59-0 to zero and send you all home by half. And so um, Penn State, I talked about it in my predictions. Their defense is ridiculous. They've got a lot of speed on that side of the ball. I also said expect some uh, some interceptions, some turnovers. And I even expected the defense to go ahead and get them a touchdown. I don't think they were able to accomplish that, but they played great overall. Um, Penn State, the question mark for me was whether or not they could put together uh, you know, consistent drives offensively and where would the points come from. Sean Clifford lit them up, absolutely lit them up, made some beautiful throws. I was really impressed with the offense more specifically. Um but of course, we still want to see them versus, versus one of the more notable teams in the Big Ten. I think everybody wants to see that from all, almost all the teams in the top 25, right? We want to see ranked on ranked matchups so we can get a better gauge on these teams. Um, overall, I think Penn State's a phenomenal team and they're going to compete for the East against Ohio State, uh, especially when you have a defense like that that can match up with Ohio State. And so um, Iowa coming off a big blowout win versus Middle Tennessee. They look great. They've got some athletes outside at the skill positions, uh, number six, number three. Um, and then they've got some quick guys in the backfield that they utilize as like scat backs, catch passes out of the backfield, while they've also got a big number 28 who's kind of more of a uh, downhill runner, right? That's going to get you that extra yard, that two yards, that three yards. And so... <clears throat> Io looks really good. More impressively, they're getting some really great quarterback play from Nate Stanley. 
And um, yeah, overall, great performance from Iowa. I think they're going to compete in the West again versus Wisconsin. But they've got Michigan next week, so we're going to find out if they're for real, um, if they can go ahead and, and pull off a big-time win at the Big House versus Michigan coming off a 52-0 win over Rutgers, where I don't, I'm don't, i not sure we learned much from, from that either. Um, Washington uh, beat USC. And the thing is there, uh, I don't, I don't think that game was uh, very far out of reach for USC. They just had some poor quarterback play. If they can find somebody to who's able to, you know, put together consistent drives, that was the question mark for me whether or not Matt Fink was going to be able to put drives together and not just go for the big play and depend on the big play, which is what practically the Utah game was. Pretty much every single touchdown was a big play throw or an explosive play, right? 20 plus yards down the field and so that was my question mark coming into this game knowing Washington had a better secondary and they were going to limit those explosive plays keep everything in front of them and force him to pick them apart which obviously he wasn't able to do resulting in a USC loss 28 to 14 um Utah beating up on Washington State's air raid, quote-unquote. That air raid got absolutely shut down and stifled versus a very good Utah defense in Salt Lake City. Final score was 38-13. to I like what I'm seeing from Utah still, even though coming off that loss versus USC, I think they're going to go ahead and probably be the team um, in the in the South. I believe it's the South. Whatever, whatever division it is, um, I believe they're going to be that team to win on this side of their division and go to the Pac-12 championship. They're just getting better, simply. Um, offense looked better. Tyler Huntley, I know they lost Zach Moss, but they've got they've got a stable of running backs who run just as hard as him. And so I think they're going to be fine. Uh, Washington State, pretty much a pretender, as I expected them to be. Um, their defense, you know, when you give up 67 points to UCLA, you know you've got a problem. And then offensively, they hadn't seen any real defenses all year, and so I knew this was pretty much just a blowout waiting to happen, um, and that's exactly what we saw. Oklahoma State taking on Kansas State. Uh, man, I really like what I saw from Kansas State coming into this game and leading leading into this matchup, but they just weren't able to put it out there offensively. They gave up too much big plays on the ground to Chuba Hubbard, and I did have Kansas State winning this game. Um, however... I do have Oklahoma State as my sleeper pick uh, to win the Big 12. And so while uh, you know I thought Kansas State was going to win it, I'm, I'm actually happy Oklahoma State pulled it out and proved me wrong. 26-13 final. K-State did stifle the pass game, but was just not able to stop Chuba Hubbard and almost allowing him to go for 300 yards on the ground. And so Oklahoma State, they're going to be right there at the end. They've got Oklahoma. I, I, I think that's the last game of their season. And so... Still more questions to be answered. They got Texas Tech next week. Um, but yeah, great stuff from Oklahoma State. SMU breaks into the top 25 at number 24. Wake Forest over in the ACC. They're playing pretty good ball, but they, they really, they're really going to have to clean up um, their play on defense and get consistent play out of their quarterback, Newman, on offense if, they're gonna, if they really want to compete for that. Uh, compete for ACC championship and then you know if they stay undefeated they're pretty much putting their name in the in the CFP and so which while I don't think that's going to happen right we we all want to see Clemson get challenged and so we're hoping this Wake Forest team might be able to be that team to do that um, A&M somehow the the AP voters decided to keep them 
in the top 25, ranked at 25. And so they just barely came out of a win versus Arkansas, 31 to 27. And somehow they, they found their way into the top 25. But yeah, my biggest takeaway as far as A&M guys is if you've if you've beat them and they were supposed to be one of your good uh, wins and one of the better teams on your schedule, they, that's just not looking like the case anymore. And so for, with that win that, uh, you know, Auburn got versus A&M and Clemson got versus A&M, two, uh, both of these teams, right, Clemson and, and Auburn, both thought that this A&M team was going to be one of their toughest opponents on their schedule. And that's why their schedule looks so strong coming into the season. Uh, not necessarily Clemson, but Auburn. Um, now the teams that we thought were going to be challenging them are actually teams that aren't really as good as we thought they were. And so with having these wins on your resume aren't going to look as great as we thought they would, right? And so especially after a performance like this versus Arkansas, now we're raising a lot of question marks as to just how good this A&M team is. And so if you didn't go out there and absolutely dominate this A&M team, now there's question marks for you. Um, and so we can go ahead and dive a whole lot deeper into that, but we're not going to do that here. Uh, Michigan State is tied at number 25 with A&M coming off a win versus Indiana. That defense, um, I think they just they just weren't ready, simply. Um, and they kind of just got broken in there. They got Ohio State next week, so we know they're going to they're gonna put out a Super Bowl performance, or that's at least what we hope to see from Michigan State, to give Ohio State their best. And Ohio State, we would like to see their best as well, but sometimes people just don't show up on Saturdays. And so we'll, we'll find out what happens uh, when, that, when that game gets here in week six. Um, but yeah, those are pretty much all my takeaways from week five, guys. I uh, hope you guys got value from this uh, audio if you're watching on YouTube. Um, and if you enjoyed the podcast or you enjoyed the video, um, please go ahead and you know like, share, subscribe, whatever the whole thing is. Bookmark it depending on the platform that you're listening to. And if you need my social media links or my podcast links, those are all in the, the description as well. With that being said, hope you guys have a great rest of your day, evening or night. This is Just Another Critic signing off. Peace. Stay prepared for the up and down Life is like a seesaw Some say it's a bitch, man I couldn't agree more One minute's a wrong